Hey, hey, hey. Hi, Ash. You said it's an intro. <laughs> I know. I forgot. <laughs> All right, go on. Uh, and welcome to another episode of Honest to Pod. Another season. A Honest new season of Honest to Pod with me, Ashley McAllister. And me, Matthew Alley. And this is... Episode 61. Yeah. A few people have messaged asking where we've been, so that's good. Hopefully we've got some people waiting Yeah. to hear our wonderful voices, although we're probably both a bit hoarse after this weekend. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm so hungover today. Where did you go? I went to, um, you know, Simon Jones. I did. Yeah, well, I went to his leaving party. Oh, well, I was supposed to go, but obviously. Some of you may have seen, but I hurt my eye. I didn't hurt my eye in rugby. Someone punched an owl guy, um, gouged? Yeah, gouged my eye. And so I had this big swollen eye. And then I don't know if you, I'd mentioned it, but like my nose, someone thought my nose might be broken. There was so much blood coming out. It was all over my hands, all over my top. It was just like the 30th minute in the game. I played the whole game and I couldn't see out my left eye. Um, why did the ref not send you off? Someone else said that because my nose wouldn't stop bleeding. That's really bad. <laughs> He's not supposed to let you play. Especially, you clearly had a banged head. That's clearly a concussion. Well, I didn't bang my head. Someone punched. Yeah, but it's also, you know, if it's okay. damaged enough that your eyes swell up and your nose is bleeding, that's definitely something wrong, like a concussion. He sh- that ref should be... Well, this ref was so pedantic about everything else. I didn't like him. He was a little bitch. He was really condescending, actually. Was it? Um, no, no. It's not, <laughs> <laughs> it's not someone we know. Um, but he well could have been. He's sounded like one of the queens. Fucking hell, the man. Mm. He was like, no, you can't do this. And I was like, okay, well... Um, but yeah, and then I got, ugh, it was so annoying. So I couldn't see out my left eye. Um, so I spent, oh shit, something's going to happen or something. Mm. I stayed on. And then like towards the end of the game, it got hit again, my eye. And it was so sore. I kept on slamming the ground because I was so pissed off. Um, yeah. So I went to hospital. It was Did not you guys won? Long. We won the 16-0. Amazing. So that was really, really good. Ireland, um, Ireland won yesterday as well. 19-12? Yeah, I, can't, I was quite drunk at this point. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, it was a close game Ireland and Scotland it was a good game because both teams played equally shit okay I didn't watch it yet yeah um, and then did you see the thing of Stuart Hogg no so Stuart Hogg went to score a try dropped the ball but then celebrated like he scored the try and was like you clearly know you dropped the ball and he was like yes trying to sell it yes <laughs> and then TMO came up and was like blah, blah, blah. Bloop. He dropped it. Like. He dropped it. Like. <laughs> Not even like it wasn't even. Cl- it wasn't like you know the last centimeter. It was like I probably about a foot. I wonder. <laughs> yes. Nah. Well, England just just now. England just lost to France. Oh my god, it was tragic. England were terrible. Did you watch any of it? I watched the first five minutes and I went for a shower and then I was I cooked dinner today. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, England did not perform out. They were not good and France were really really good actually. I'm worried now. I yeah. don't think France would be Obviously. coming for us. But... We've got loads of young players, and I didn't know this, but they've got a new coaching setup, and apparently they've been working on their defence, and it showed. Mm. It reminded me of our game yesterday, actually, because mm. we, were, we were defending loads, not loads, but a bit on our line, and then we gave loads of pressure, and, and never conceded a point. And I scored a try with one eye as well, I was going to put it out there, and I possibly broke a nose. Mm. So, you know, bring it back about me. Well done, Matt. Um so I've got two bruises on my eye, one on the top of my eye at the back and one at the bottom. And then I've got a bleed in the cornea of my eye that's spreading across my pupil and my pupil's overly dilated at the moment, just so you know. Um, but they found a little foreign body. They found a foreign body in my eye, so they don't know what that is. So they're going to 
leave it. What sort of weird sex stuff do you get up to? It's not weird. No judgments here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> They're just regular sex stuff. Okay. Although, I did want to go to... We're, we're going to go to this festival in Brighton, um, but it's over London Fetish Week, and I was like, oh my God, it's 90s R&B um, fest, music <laughs> festival or Fetish Week, and this, what am I supposed to do? Oh my goodness. Choices. What a life you lead. Honestly, it's really good. Um, but yeah, we've not been recording since, well, November, I think the last time we... No, no it was like mid, second week of December. Mid-December, yeah. Um, do you know what? I've enjoyed the six, six weeks off, but I have missed it. I haven't missed it at all. Have, oh, <laughs> um, no, I have missed it. I've missed it. And like, um, I can't remember if you said it on the recording, but we've had loads of people message. Yeah. So, um, it's nice. And loads of people still listen, like over Christmas. I was checking like, um, the, the analytics and stuff and loads of people kept listening. Like we're nearly at 15,000 listeners. Wow. Yeah, I know. This is the year, we say it every bit, but this is the year where we can really like pop off if we get our shares yeah. and people spread the love. Yeah. Um, you know. Well, what I'm doing at the website, which will be live by the time this episode goes up, is making it easier for people to share our podcast. I have designed little templates that they can download. Oh, sick. And then put up on their Instagram stories. And they can, like, it's branded Honest to Pod, and it says, like, there's two options. I'll think of some more, but, like, I listen to Honest to Pod, and there's a wee space for them to write what they think. Oh, nice. Isn't it nice? That's so good. Yeah, and then there's another one, like, this week's episode of Honest to Pod, and then they can fill out a little opinion. Beautiful. Like, I think it's really good. I think it's great. Yeah. And, and, I mean, obviously, that's a great way to support the podcast by sharing it. Uh, another way that we're set up is we've now got a Patreon page. What is a Patreon page, Ashley? Well, a Patreon page is just a page where people can support us in a more financial way. There's three tiers that they can support us in. And this, you know, it depends on, obviously, we know it's cheeky. Would you say cheeky? I'd say cheeky. Asking people for money. But it's not like we don't get paid for this and the money would be going towards things like, I don't know, maybe a studio. I think so. Equipment. Yeah. Some good editing and stuff. It would be, yeah, yeah. Things like that, because it, it allows us, it frees up more of our time to focus on making the content better. So um, so you can go to the Patreon page, there's a link on the website um, at honestpod.com, and there's three tiers. You have a basic tier, where you could be a basic P, and that is, everything's in dollars, but I've translated it into currency of the UK. Pounds. Pounds. Um, I don't know now if all this Brexit shit, what are we? we? I don't know. Um, so yeah, there's a basic tier um, and there's, I'll say this wrong, but a bougie tier. A bougie? Yeah. How do you spell it? Boogie. No, I googled it. B-O-U-G-I-E? Bougie. I thought it was J-I-E. I don't know. Oh, well, bougie. Maybe I'm wrong. So if you want to be that little bit extra and give that little bit more, that's $5, which is about £4.50 or something, if that. And then if you want to be the sugar daddy tier, you are giving us $10 a month. Oh, so that's so affordable. It's not that much. You know, and I've, you know, I've broken it down in the sense of like two twenty is $3. That's the price of a buying, you know, buying you a coffee, taking you out for coffee once a month. You'd do that for your friend, wouldn't you? Absolutely. You know, yeah. £3.50, I think it's like a, you know, non-London pint. So if you didn't live in London and you want to pay £3.80 for a pint. Weather spoons. Yeah. I like weather spoons. Yeah. You know, you could that's affordable. Um you know, ten dollars, you know that much. You might want to take somebody out for like a coffee and cake. <laughs> Seven pound eighty. You know, sugar daddies all the way. Yes. 
So you sign up and yeah, you become one of our Patreons. And each tier has its own little benefits as well. So go check it out. Excellent. It sounds like a great deal. I mean, it sounds too good to be true. Yeah. And it's not even just like January sales. It's all the time. Excellent. I really think people should do that. 100%. And one thing I'd be excited about pushing, and obviously the more people who support us in this manner, uh, we can do things like live things. Like I was thinking maybe we can do a... Like a live broadcast. Especially with the Agony on Agony Ashley. Because yeah. some people want to like live. talk about stuff, come yeah. in and get involved and stuff. So yeah. really good. So we could do like a live broadcast. Um, oh, that'd be fun. And somebody else said this to me and I don't know how I feel about it. But like just going to a pub and getting friends around and doing this live on the stage. Who said that? Um, oh, some guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> that'd, be really, that'd, that'd be quite cute. Yeah. So he said, you know, get, get used to like performing it live because people will come. Um, Imagine. I know. So we'll see. Let's let's start with a live recording first, because you know we can get naked and stuff. I'm naked now. No one knows. <laughs> um, I'm not naked. I might need to take this England top off to be fair. Yeah, take that point. off, man. Fuck's sake. Mm, what a shame. But anyway, yes. Welcome back to Honest Pod, Matt. Give us a quick rundown of uh, what's been happening over the last six weeks. Ooh, it's been a lot. So the end of the year was really good. I'm taking some time off over Christmas. Christmas was really quiet at my house. It was so funny because there was so much drama actually. We don't normally have that much drama, but we did this time. So on Boxing Day, my mum booked a holiday for next Christmas to Tenerife. She's like, fuck it, I'm done. No more Christmas here. And she wanted to go away for a while. So I've got this Christmas free now, um, not with my family and stuff, which would be nice. Um, and I will say this, unfortunately. So I was really looking forward. After the success of last year, I was really looking forward to this year. But then January has not been kind to me and I've not been kind to myself this month I must admit like I've just been lost completely so I think I'm on the way out of it now maybe towards well now we're in February um where I just can focus on like enjoying myself but January was not a cute month I will say that so yeah January and February are shit months and just in general and I'll tell you why is it raining is it cold is it hot I, I woke up yesterday and I was sweating and I was and then uh my housemates have just come back from South Africa, and they're freezing, so they turn the heating on because it's so they're thirty two degrees. And I'm, I'm like, Ugh, Ugh. Um, yeah, I, I just hear February. I just can't wait for March, later evenings to come back. Mm. You know, it's even like, it's going to snow. It's going to snow in February, so that's you know, watch out floor as I slip and fall, smack my face off the pavement. Oh, so what have you been up to the last six weeks? Well, I got a job, didn't I? Yay! Yeah, I know. Got a job, which is actually really cool. Um, it is, yeah, it's a really cool job. I really like it. I'm there, my contract's now to the end of February. But my old colleague asked me if I wanted to come work for, on an Adidas thing, which would include leaving in two weeks to spend two weeks in LA. But I didn't respond quick enough and somebody else got the job. Oh, no. And, uh, do you know Alex used to come? Alex used to work for me in Iris and we used to come over to get some yeah. coffee for not free, but... Were they not free? They were. I don't know if we should say Oh, that. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, what else happening? Christmas was really good. I had a really good Christmas. Um, cooked. I cook. I, obviously, I cook every year. Uh, Mickey and Tilly were here last week. Yes, they were. Uh, which is nice. We went to massive... Uh, I said Game of Thrones. <laughs> not Game of Thrones. What's the other thing CrossFit I like? event. The other thing I like. CrossFit. CrossFit. It was a massive CrossFit event. 
where the best in the world, and I pretty much made a Matt Fraser documentary on my Netflix. Oh my God, it's so Netflix. funny. On your Why Instagram. Can't I my Instagram? I literally stopped him. following him. And we spoke about it last week. It was so funny when just as he was about to take his talk, oh. some silly bitch just stood right in front of you for ages. I and you're like, so mad. <laughs> I see you moving the phone around trying to get him topless. <laughs> yeah, literally. Had the per- he was right in front of me. It was the perfect shot. Him sweating away. And he goes, he pulls the top up from the waist. It was like it was made for TV. Pornographic. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy who does the commentating in the thing literally walks right and stops in front of my camera. <laughs> and I can't move anywhere because it's packed and it was disastrous. Needed to say, he did take it off quite a few times. Oh, we saw it fine. Yeah, everything else was fine. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, but You managed to get a woman in there as well. One woman out of all the many hot men that you've taken your stories of. That was good. Well, the, if you... I know you don't normally like doing that. Uh, Tia Tumi was there. So Claire, Claire, Tia Claire Tumi is the best female in the world at CrossFit. And I she won the games three times now. And I got to meet her. I got to say hello and I was chatting to her for a little bit. She, we got, we, Mickey managed to blag his way into the VIP section. So we managed to go in and she was sat right in front of me cheering on Matt. We're first name basis now, me and yeah. Matt. Um, uh, Mickey also got to meet Rich Fronin, who's another group legend. Um, he was there. He was super nice. Like you, you could tell he stopped and talked to everyone, took pictures, everything. It was super cool. Tia, Claire Tumi was nice, did all that. Um, Matt Fraser wouldn't take any pictures of anyone. In fact, I, he I probably was, sells them or something. I reckon. No, it? I think he just gets so into the game. Because uh, I met there was one time where like he doesn't even stand close to people. To, for them to ask, I remember one time somebody shouted his name. He looked over and he, the guy was like, "Camera, camera," and he just like turned his head and walked away. Um, but apparently after he'd won and the whole thing had finished, he stopped and probably spent three hours saying hello and chatting and taking pictures and signing to everyone who waited after the event. Um, which I can get, you know, sometimes when I'm in the zone, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't know. Actually, I'm the opposite. So in the middle of a game, when you lot show up sometimes, I'm like, hi girls, hi friends. And everyone's like, you need to focus on the game. And I'm like, hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, always say. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> well anyway and do you know what there's so much it's been six weeks it's so much to get through but you know I can't Tilly left some amazing showers out of my house it's called why are you looking around for it here I don't know it was called um, Unicorn Marshmallow it must be Lush or something isn't it no it's Imperial Leather oh yeah so That's if you ever nice. want to know what a it's limited edition so I don't know probably <laughs> Flew off their shelves. Oh, um, <laughs> they only a hundred of these. Yeah, so they they stayed in um uh, the ensuite, which is the master suite in our house, and they left the shower gel. And Dave comes down and he goes, "What? What? What's this?" <laughs> I was like, oh, "It looks like. What do you mean? It's unicorn marshmallow shower gel, Dave? <laughs> What's not to get? It actually doesn't smell that nice. Oh no, I thought it'd be sweeter. Yeah. No. I think it'd be like sherbetty. No. Okay. Do you know what I thought it'd be like? Lush do a really sweet, like, sugary range. I've got one. Got it for Christmas called Snow Fairy. Yeah, my brother got it for me. Yeah, it's nice. It smells like bubblegum. Yeah, that's that's why I thought unicorn marshmallow would smell like, or come out in like a rainbow puff or. Oh no, that'd be difficult. A rainbow poof. Poof. Um, I love that Lush stuff. Too sweet for me. I couldn't wear that all the time. I get that from my sister every year. I get there's a lemon one. They do a lemon one actually. I'm like, oh, oh. Oh, oh! Well, we will wrap up the section now. Anyway, um, we've got exciting news, Matt. Do you want to tell the exciting news? 
Today, we've got our very first guest on Honest to Pod. Yay! Yeah. So this is somebody who you would have heard mentioned probably, if not every episode, every other episode from yeah. day one. <laughs> so he's your best friend. Yeah. Um, and I like, adore the guy. I used to have a massive crush on him. Oh, so did I. Yeah. <laughs> That's how our relationship started. So we were in love with each other, but I was in a relationship at the time. Damn it. Then when I broke up with my boyfriend, and... Uh, and then once we'd broken up um, he was in a relationship yeah. and then we couldn't really get together and then eventually and nothing ever happened between us but we ended up just being best friends and now he's like my soulmate yeah. you know we're the kind of friends I'd say different to you and me I'd say in a way where um, so Jordan and I probably won't we'll sit there in a room and not speak to each other for about five hours Mm. and everything will be perfect you know yeah just, like you know whereas we're the opposite like we sit down and we're like blah, 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 yeah we're more just like you know just lie down kind of low watch tv and yeah listen to music and stuff i would be too bored no i like doing nothing no i know i yeah maybe maybe i talk too much maybe i bring it out of you no I, I, it just depends on the right yeah, situation no i get but it. yeah so we've got jordan and we'll talk about why he's here in a few moments yeah well a few moments for you we're gonna go meet and say hello yeah but yeah uh, so grab a snack and come on back. Hey, and we're back. We uh, should have like little music in between. I was just thinking that. We so do have know. music in between. Oh, okay, we good. do put the. Yeah. Do you not listen to the podcast? No, I do. I do. <clears throat> um, I just thought. In between, anyway. I can't wait to hear it again. <laughs> I do miss it, the music. Okay. Anyway. Well, like, like we just said, we're joined with our first ever guest. Oy. Somebody who gets a lot of mention on the podcast. Um, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Hello. Um, so Jordan's going to uh, talk about one of his topics, and then he's going to stick around afterwards and go through some agony ant situations. Go ahead, Matt. So, um... It's good that John's come here for this first week, and from the 3rd of February, which will be Monday, and today's Thursday, to the 9th of February, um, it's Sexual Abuse and Sexual Violence Awareness Week, um, and then there's a hashtag that says, it's not okay. So, sort of alongside like the Me Too movement and things like that, it's talking about those that have been affected by um, sexual violence and sexual abuse, and John and I have known each other for quite a long time, mm. and it's sort of, I know that you wanted to come here and speak about your own experiences around this. And really just kind of just share your story, which I think um, everybody would love to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the, one of the bits of feedback we all, I get quite a lot. I don't know if you get as well, but a lot of people love how we can just make a conversational conversation, conversational chat about anything. Um, and yeah, and a lot of people praise it for us talking so openly about things that are maybe considered taboo or not talked about as much. So I feel like we're honoured to have Jordan here and want to focus on his story and help raise awareness and, yeah, just talk about how it's affected him. Yeah. Uh, why don't we just start? So, Jordan, tell Tell's, us about yourself. Yeah, go on, Jordan. Where are you from? Top or bottom? Oh. Um, Depends <laughs> 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 the time of year. Oh, okay. It's, it's quite hot. The winter. Today, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> winter, I need a lot of warmth. Um... So I'm from Brighton originally. I've uh, been in London for the last 15 years. Oh my goodness. You moved here when you were 12. All right. Really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Jake and Jordan's really old. <laughs> but also like a fine wine. Aged and broken with little bits in it? No. <laughs> Ages nicely. 
Um, so do you have any brothers or sisters, things like that? Yeah, so I'm one of five kids. I've got three brothers, one sister, and then on top of that, I've got two stepsisters as well. Two so stepsisters? Quite, yeah. Amanda oh. and Emma. Amanda and Emma. Ah, okay. So we've got quite a big family, um, mainly originally from Ireland. Yes. Which is why we got You must be so happy about the rugby yesterday. Yeah, no, that was good, actually. Yeah. That was really good. Although I missed the end of it. Did you play yesterday? I, I asked I, I only did for like 20 minutes. Because you've asthma, you've said. Yeah, my asthma's quite bad at the moment. Why? Are you smoking a lot? No, I haven't been. It's just, uh, this, this time of year, it's just changed the seasons to get so much chest. Mm. We were just saying, actually, because I thought it was going to get warmer, although we don't know what the weather's going to be like, but it's supposed to snow soon, and I don't want that to happen at all. Well, last year it snowed in April. April? Yeah. Is it? It's for the beast. No, you weren't here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking. I'm sure it's the beast um, was in April time. Okay. No, I don't want it to snow. Because it snowed, went really hot, and then snowed again. I just bought a really lovely kimono for the spring, and I really want to start wearing it soon. So I really hope it gets warm. <laughs> it's really nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, so tell us what you do for work. So I'm a mortgage broker. So if you do need a mortgage, you can hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm self-employed, and I started that a couple of years ago. Um, before that, I was working for a big corporate. So it's had a big change of lifestyle and work-wise. Yeah. Which has been really nice, really positive, um, and it's just nice working for myself and not have to be a corporate monkey anymore. Being your own boss as well is so nice. It really so is. So much flexibility. It is. Do you find yourself less stressed? Um, no, because I'm quite, like with work, I, I really like to do work well. So if I like, if I have an email and I haven't replied back in an hour, it stresses me out. Okay. And I can't go home until all my emails are done. Oh. So I get really, yeah. I get quite stressed out of it. That's good though. I know that you've always taken like um, your customer relations really, really important. I'm quite geeky with it. Yeah. Um, you know, you take care of them and make sure that actually they're looked after and you take it really personally if things don't necessarily work out the way that you planned originally. Yeah, which is unusual because I kind of normally always get my way. um and i would say for me personally jordan's been one of the biggest reasons for the change of last year because um i hope you don't mind me saying but we both um like to start speaking more about how we feel last year was really important for me to do that and you were definitely one of my main people to go to when i wanted to speak about my feelings and open up a bit more like how are you in terms of opening up and speaking nowadays do you think yeah i mean i haven't really had too much of an issue with that to be honest like i've always been quite an open book Mm. um I could, like, I can talk about things just on the surface, but when it gets in quite deep and personal, I'm not too sure how I feel, so that's how I sometimes struggle to get out how I'm actually feeling, so I'm not really too sure myself. What do you normally do when that happens? Um, get drunk. Okay. Yeah. Embarrass myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, yeah, I struggle with it a lot, but um, speaking of Hillary, I'm, we were talking on a weekly basis for just over a year. Who's, um, it, who's Hillary? Hillary is uh, our therapist. Yeah. Oh, you guys share therapist? Well, Jordan was the one that had um, referred me to her because, well, one, it was Price, actually. she's We do it on Skype instead of in person. Yeah, yeah. And so in terms of going around, like, it's really easy, for I think, around your lifestyle, right? It really is. And you, you think, like, um, seeing someone over Skype rather than in person is a lot less personal, but actually it's exactly the same as seeing her in person. But I think I started off seeing her. I had, like, three sessions face-to-face because... I was living down in Eastbourne for the summer last year, or the year before, and um, the uh, and so she was like local to there. But then I moved over to Skype because I moved back up to London, and it made no difference whatsoever. That's really good. Mm. And she was cheaper because she's based down in Eastbourne. Oh, 
Hi. Yeah. Was there a particular reason why you started uh, speaking to Hillary? Yeah, so I was, um, so I went through a court case on um, from being sexually abused from over 20 years ago. Um, and I wanted to go through some therapy to uh, to try and get me ready for it. Okay. And so I went through some therapy that was given by um, by the corporate that I was working for to stop the private healthcare. Um, but they they put me to walk into a psychiatrist because the stuff that I wanted to talk about was quite deep, and they put me through uh, this therapy called AMD, EMDR, which is the best way to describe it is. You know um, Game of Thrones? Yes. And Bran, how he goes in and he sees Jon Snow being born. And he can kind of go in and see people of how oh, it was yeah. in the past. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of it was, um, I'd kind of go into a, a semi-hypnotised state and I could see myself as a young child. Oh, wow. Did, that, did you actually see that? Like, did that happen? Yeah. Wow. So then um, the... And it brought, I could feel everything I felt as a kid. So all my insecurities and all my fears, I felt all those emotions. Oh, wow. But it, the, the, the sessions didn't go on long enough. So when they finished, I was left with all those kind of fears and insecurities. And it really affected me emotionally, which is why I chose to go on to pay for therapy myself and have it over a long period of time rather than a short period. So what was, it, what was that therapy called? What type of? EMDR. AMDR. It's um it's quite intense therapy because you as I say you go back and you can see yourself and you can feel all those kind of like emotions and so on. And it's quite heartbreaking as well. Because you see yourself when myself as a child I was quite um I was quite I was quite a traumatized child traumatized child from a young age and I forgot about all the emotions and all the fears that I had because of it was such a long time ago. Yeah. So to actually feel them and see yourself and know it's you as an individual yep. was quite, it's, um, yeah, it hit me quite a bit. I can imagine. I'd be actually quite frightened about that. Facing yeah. All of those things. Sounds very overwhelming. It did. And it's, um, and actually it's, it, it was a good thing, but it's just, it just finished too early. Mm. Cause there was quite a, a few other scenarios that I went through in the therapy, but that particular one kind of just resonated with me and I mm. couldn't, drift off those kind of insecurities um, that I felt as a kid and they just all come flooding back and I just couldn't um, get rid of them. What were some of those feelings? Are you able to describe them? Yeah, so a lot of them is um, to do with rejection. Um, I didn't have a I didn't have a great relationship with my dad and growing up as a kid, I was, um, it was quite, I grew up in quite an abusive household. So uh, my dad was an alcoholic and he used to come home most evenings and he took a, he took quite a, lot, a dislike to me but was really idolized my older brother and he idolized my sister as well so he would, he would come home each night and attack me and my mum so a lot of the time i lived with my nan to try and keep me out of that situation mm. <laughs> um so i had so i felt quite rejected and i was always trying to fight for attention and trying to fight to to feel like i was loved mm. like um to give it like a few examples of what I mean, like so, I remember my, my dad used to be a football manager, and he'd go out every Saturday, and he'd always take my brother with him to go and like watch the watch the watch his team play. Mm-hmm. And then I'd want to go, but I wouldn't be allowed to because he wouldn't want me to go. And then I'd start crying and cause mayhem, and then my mum and dad would have an argument. He'd say, "Okay, then he can come," 
So I'd like run in, run inside, put my shoes on, run out, and they'd be like drive off down the road, just waving. But, hey. <laughs> but it wasn't just as a child; it was kind of going into my teens as well. But my brother went to go and work in the Falkland Islands when he was eighteen, so I must have been about fifteen. And for the first time ever, my dad kind of started paying me attention. He started taking me out to the pub with him, playing pool and so on. But then, as soon as my brother came back, I was kind of like just dropped again. Mm. So there's always like those kind of feelings of just not being wanted or not being accepted or not being good enough for who you are. Um, yeah, there was a lot of those kind of feelings that I had. But a, a lot of it as well was I was quite petrified as a kid because my dad was quite scary. Like, um, where you come home drunk every night and yeah, he's, he has a lot of anger in his face and a lot of anger in his eyes as well. And he's a bit of a nut job as well. He's quite crazy. He had a reputation for being quite crazy as well. Mm. Um, he would, like, I didn't, I, when I went to school, I couldn't speak. So I didn't learn to speak until I was about six, I think. think yeah, was. I remember you saying. So I had, um, had to have speech therapy lessons. Mm. And then, um, and I, even stuff like, I used to go at the bedtime about 11, because I used to be such a petrified, petrified child. Mm. Um, so I was quite traumatised at the job. And then you mentioned the reason why you started seeing uh, going to therapy was this court case you were talking about. Can you tell us a bit about what happened then? Yeah, so I was, um, I was quite vulnerable as a child, um, obviously with, to do with um, my upbringing. And I gained a new friend at school. And the, the friend's dad, their lifestyle seemed completely different to mine, kind of. Mum and dad seem really tight. It's like um, brother and sister, and uh, my friend idolised his dad. And um, I started going to his house more and kind of introducing his family and saying over sleepovers and so on. And we used to go to his dad's work quite a bit. His dad used to work for um, the Brighton Hood Council. I don't know what exactly he used to do, but we used to be there. He used to be there overnight, and he used to, his office was like a little cabin just on where all the trucks and stuff were parked. We used to go there and play, um, play pool, play badminton. And then he also used to, he also let, used to let me smoke, give me money. And then he also taught me how to drive. How old were you? Twelve. <clears throat> so, just but driving around the uh, the council depot. So I didn't obviously realise at the time, but he was um, grooming me and taking taking advantage of me because I kind of saw him as a father figure, and actually he was everything I wanted in a dad mm. that I didn't have. Um, and he, he started, he was obviously just doing all these little things to try and make me come back to go and see him and just pay me a lot of attention, which obviously I wasn't receiving. And then, um, and then he used to play fight with us a lot and the play fighting used to turn into inappropriate touching. Both you and not so much with, um, my, with my, with my friends so much. Um, but obviously more with me um, and then he used to start and then he started kind of inviting me over by myself as well um, which when I, I can't remember whether my friend knew about that or not uh, or how it would have come about in the first place but um, yeah I think I just I just enjoyed being around him so much and he was just giving me a love and affection that I kind of always desired um, but then he took advantage of that situation and then started to get me to do sexual things towards him. Which I never really, I never wanted to do, but 
but I also wanted that love at the same time. Yeah. So it's quite it was quite confusing. Like I felt like I was in a relationship with him, which is which is crazy when I look back now. Um. So the, yeah, that's how it all started, and it's one thing led to another, and then he was just the abuse just continued for about a year. How did it start? From mainly from play fighting. I had it stop, stop. Yeah, sorry, yeah, stop. Yeah. Um, because something clicked to me that it wasn't right, and I, it was it 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 fucked my head up so much. I didn't know what to what to think or not what nor what to do with it. Um, because it's like I say, he didn't force me to go there, and it's not like he kind of held me down. But that's part of the grooming process: is that you make the person feel like they love you and you kind of suck them in that way. Yeah. But I always kind of knew that it, it wasn't right. Um, but I was just, I was a very young and confused kid. Did you tell anyone? I did. Who did you tell? The first person that I asked was my friend. Um, because I wanted to understand whether his dad did it with him or not. Um, I remember we was kind of sitting over the fields near where I lived. And he said, no, nothing, nothing ever happened. And it didn't, um, he's never done that before. And I was trying to understand, like, is, is this, if it was a normal thing that actually happens, like, is this what an actual father-son relationship really is? Like, I didn't really... You had nothing to relate it to, so... No, exactly. And it's not like I had kind of the most stable and um, together of upbringing. So it was quite difficult to, to try and piece together. And then I also confided, confided in one other friend, but then within a week, it got around the whole school. So then everybody knew about it. And even down to down to teachers, um, other people, other kids' mums and dads. So then I was kind of seen as the weirdo at school that goes around sucking uh, people's dads off, which wasn't nice. No. And then you walk down the corridor and you're like, oh, quick. And you were 13? Thir 12, I think it's 12, 13, around that age. Yeah. And then um, you walk around the corridor and you'd be like, oh, bumps the wall, Jordan's coming. <laughs> so it kind of, um, it made my school life, like school was my kind of an escape to get away from home. Yeah. And then I kind of, at that point, I literally had no escape option. And I just, I didn't want to be at school. I absolutely hated school. Oh. And it was, um, so I did everything I could, try and, I could to try and get myself kind of sent out of lessons. So I'll get sent to this work centre where you're kind of sent for being naughty. But you're kind of by yourself. Um, but at the same time, I lost all my friends at school as well. So then all my friends just ended up being just kind of girlfriends at school but it is always talked about and it's always kind of like yeah I, I felt that everyone was always talking about it just um the, the teachers or nobody in, like do anything or so my um i fell out with one of my friends uh, the one i confided in actually and it, it wasn't about that um i can't remember what it was about, actually um but i really upset him so he went home crying and his mum called up my mum and then she mentioned what she heard from him as well about the abuse so my mum sat me down and talked to me about it and she went but she also went to the school uh, but the, the headmaster she went to speak to the headmaster because she didn't know what to do about it because the guy at the abuse was also he's also a policeman as well um and the background we come from is we also come from a council estate as well and my dad was claiming benefits right and he turned around and said to her um that you wouldn't you wouldn't have a strong enough case, like he's a high pillar of the community and 
kind of like with your background, I don't like it's not going to work. So the best thing you can probably do is just print out some posters and put them around his area. Fuck. And that was a headmaster of a Catholic school in his time, but one of the best schools in Brighton as well. Fuck. But at the time as well, my mum, I mean, my mum was going through a lot of um, mental and physical abuse from my dad, and she's um, and she's really mentally unwell at the time. Mm. Um, and I don't think she really knew or understood what to do with it as well. But she went to try and arrange counselling for me. I went to the chaplain at school, and um, he... I, but, I, but I didn't know why I was seeing the chaplain, so I was just put in front of the chaplain mm. as to talk about things. And when I finally opened up about it, she told me to stop. She couldn't, I wasn't allowed to talk to her about that, otherwise she'd have to get social services involved. So I was like, well, I don't want to be taken away from my mum. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then she, she arranged for me to have um, outside counselling. It was really weird, because they didn't even see if it's okay to take me outside of school. But they took me to a counsellor down in Hove, in that moment you're talking about? Yeah, after that. So a week or two later, mm. we went to a place called Yak, which is the Youth Advice Centre. And it was the most awkward experience in my life of therapy because I sat there and she just stared at me, just waiting for me to talk. And I was just kind of like, this is horrendous. Yeah. It was just, so I think I went to that one session and just never went back. It was the worst experience ever. Um, so yeah, every, everyone knew, but nothing was actually done. There was no support element for me to it's like so his parents knew, school knew, everybody knew, but there was no nothing was ever actually done about it. Do you know if it happened to anybody else? So the reason that um I went I went to finally went to and did something about it is because when we was away in Brussels for our Union Cup rugby tournament, um one of my other school friends messaged me um, an article from the local paper saying, is this, um, is this our friend's dad? Um, and he was up for, he's just being, um, what shall I was like? Uh, Arrested. So he, no, um, convicted. Convicted of um, molesting some, of, uh, some other guy, which actually turned out to be his nephew, one of his nephews, like step-nephews or something. Um, and at that moment then, I kind of, I felt the most horrendous amount of guilt come through me because I haven't done anything. I've, I've allowed it to happen to somebody else, which I've, I mean, I've had quite a few people to keep telling me it's not my fault, but it's, I can't, I can't get rid of that amount of guilt that I have, that mm. I've allowed it to um, happen to someone else. So. And then when he's going through the court case, the, so I, I kind of saw the, the, uh, the, the police guy that dealt with it in Brighton, his name is in the paper, so I contacted him because I wanted to make sure that he, um, yeah, I wanted to add on more time so he never gets out mm. and he doesn't have the opportunity to do, something, to do it to somebody else because hopefully I can extend his sentence. And when he's going through the trial with my case, um, after the council, after he stopped working for the council, he started working at a um, an arcade, like a kid's arcade. Wow. And he um, he also there was one other guy that tried to put a um, a case together against him that he was too much of an emotional mess and he was too mentally fucked up to to deal with it. So the CPS said that he wouldn't be the Crown Prosecution Service said he wouldn't be strong enough to be able to deal with it. Mm. And then there was one other guy who was um, 
who is mute, so he is kind of um, uh, deaf and just very backwards. Um, and just very, like a, he was 17, but he was more kind of like a 12 year old. Um, but because he was 17, it was legal. And he, so his case couldn't be taken forward. Wow. Which that one also gets me as well. And I, I, I feel responsible for these other people. It's, um, it's something that I really kind of, I really struggle to deal with. Still at this basis. point, you say? Yeah, I think it always will be as well. It's kind of, I just feel like I just have to come to terms with living with that side of it. Okay. So what's happened after the court case now so far? Um, so after the court case, he's, so he got, um, he got convicted again and they've, his sentence got added on top of his existing sentence. So it's not going to be kind of run along parallel. So mm. it's extended. So, but I mean, luckily he has cancer as well, apparently. So he definitely won't ever get out. Mm. But um, I also just wanted to raise more awareness as well of um, the reason, one of the other reasons we did it is because I wanted to raise more awareness of, of him because I'm sure, I, I, I honestly don't think I was the first person and probably probably weren't he was no like he was too good at what he did like mm. he was very natural and he's just very experienced of what he's able to do yeah um but there was apparently one other guy as well but the i think the case went to court but there wasn't enough evidence it's madness like it i don't understand how like the court system works because he went back to work at the same place as well and it was um yeah, it's just, it's, it is madness. But then I suppose if there's not enough evidence to convict someone, there's not enough evidence. You know, the crazy thing is actually, on, on my, my court, the day I was supposed to be in court, it got delayed because one of the people in the jury was one of my school teachers at school. And because and because they knew me and they, they heard about it, they had to be taken off and they had to find another juror. And, I said, and it, just, it just goes to show, like, she, even school teachers, like, everybody knew, but there was... There was no support mechanism around her background, and it's a lot of people say to me that I, was quite, it, like, I didn't have the support when I was younger to be able to do anything about it. Mm. But I still feel responsible, and it's down to me that it's um, that I didn't at least try. And because I hadn't tried, it's happened to other people. Well, I think you 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 did quite a lot, like for like a thirteen year old to go forward and you know speak to two friends, for that then to be twisted around on you like that and. People, authoritative figures knew, like teachers knew. It sounds like it, it goes back to, like, I mean, obviously the, this Me Too movement came a couple of years ago, but a lot of the old stories come about. It's people in power. Like this guy sounds like he was considered a pillar of the community. It's sort of like, there's, I don't, I'm not saying there's not much more you could have done, but it sounds like you were, anywhere you went, there'd be a brick wall. And obviously yeah. it's, it's, it's a, the whole movement's sort of highlighted these problems. And thankfully there's, more stuff happening about it now, but um, yeah, yeah. The, Me, the Me Too movement over the last couple of years has been phenomenal. When did the Me Too movement kick off? I think twenty sixteen. Was twenty sixteen? Um, yeah. And then Brussels was twenty fifteen. I have no idea what the date was. I don't think oh, it you was fifteen? No, it must have been sixteen. 16 was, no, no, sixteen was um, we went to America. Nashville. Yeah. Uh, so Me Too was October fifteenth, twenty seventeen. Okay. Um, and then it went on from there. Did, how did that affect you or the whole movement? Do, do you think that spurred you to want to do something about this? Or No, because I, I only really heard of the Me Too movement in all honesty um, over the last couple of years. Um, the, the thing that spurred me on was because 
uh, because for the first, because I know this sounds really crazy, but I've always felt like I've had a kind of affection towards him I, after all these years. Even after, so you've grown up as an adult, lived your life. Yeah, and my thing is like, and the, the things that stopped me when I was younger as well was that I didn't want to hurt, um, hurt my friend and his sister and their mum mm. and put them through it as well. It's, um, I, I felt like it was quite a big, a lot of responsibility to take on for myself. I find um, it quite interesting just because I know you as a person and I would consider you one of the most, um, not sensitive, but considerate of others. You know, you, you're very caring for other people's yeah. well-being and stuff. You're constantly thinking of me whenever you're out in your general life. And I think, you know, it'd be interesting that was like a result of what's happened or do you think it's your natural inclination? And that is why maybe you felt that you didn't want to hurt other people when really it's nothing about them, you know, essentially like, you know, yeah. in a way. Um, I think uh, I think it has um, some part to do with it. Then I think uh, as I was growing up, I was kind of, I was my mum's rock. I was, I've always looked after my mum rather than the other way around. So I've always had to care for my mum. Mm. And I enjoy caring for people as well and looking after people. Um, it kind of gives me that purpose in life yeah. <laughs> to a degree. Which is why, like my current relationship worked for so long, is because I like caring for them and they like being looked after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would have worked out perfectly together. <laughs> I said before you came because we were like, "Oh, you're gonna be on," and then um, I was like, Ashley was like, "Oh, he really fancied you," and I fancied you loads as well. And I said, obviously, like we kind of like never like nothing ever happened between us because of like a situation, which is a good thing um, for us. But yeah. We could definitely have been like soulmates. <laughs> I, I love being taken care of. <laughs> but the the Me Too movement, though, the um, it's helped. The, the The Michael Jackson documentary helped me personally quite a bit. So on the 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 first the first episode, I found quite boring of it. I didn't really buy into it that much. But on the second episode, when they were talking about how it's affected them and how they feel. I, I was really able to relate to and I was like, Do you know what, one hundred percent these guys are telling the truth. Like I know that they can read up and they can look through what other people have said in the past and how the effects have had on other people, but just watching them the way that they were talking about it, I could relate so much to it. So the stuff like um one part I've never understood why I hate myself so much and I don't like myself as a person and I feel like I'm a bad person. And I don't, I never, I don't understand why, what anyone sees in me or why anyone wants to be with me. And for the first time ever, from watching the the Michael Jackson documentary, it helped me understand a lot about myself, which is why I was kind of keen to do this as well. Yeah. Because it's um, the more it's spoken about and more it's discussed, it's um, people feel well. It's helped me, so I want to be able to help. If I can just help one other person understand more about themselves or think that actually it's okay to talk about it or actually hopefully make them want to do something about it if they haven't in the past then I feel like uh, my job's done with it. I mean I've done a good job of it. That's what's really important. I guess there's two elements. One is, you know, making sure that the individuals that are abusing their power and others are really found out and the more people speak up, the more that those individuals are highlighted. But the other part of it is looking after yourself yeah. and making sure that you're able to reconcile like your feelings, um, try and come to an understanding of certain certain areas so that you can start dealing with them, as scary and horrible as it might be to deal with all of those feelings that you have coming out. Yeah, no, definitely. Because, it, I mean, it does have a massive effect on people and the 
I mean, you kind of read more stories about different people. It's, it's kind of a lot of people, although people's stories are completely different, a lot of the feelings and a lot of reactions are all very similar. Mm-hmm. So I remember when I was originally waiting to go to trial, the the football, actually the year before the football one came out, with a lot of the football managers. And the... Fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah. The, um, That's mad. So I remember sitting in, because I used to have a, I used to sit in a boardroom and I used to have like a massive, like a plasma, plasma screen TV mm. thing. So she used to watch the news every day on TV while from work. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and it was interesting to hear it as well from that side from a lot of the footballers have really bad relationships with alcohol and, mm. and drinking, which, which I do as well. It's, um, I have a really bad relationship with alcohol, mm. which is, it's, un- it's under control more than what it's ever been, but it can sometimes spiral out of control. Yeah. So, so it's, um, it's interesting to hear those, hear people's stories and actually hearing actually that actually there are other people out there like me and I'm not the only one. Mm. How are you feeling nowadays? Because I feel like we've known each other for what, seven, eight years maybe? Mm-hmm. And there's, as adults, and hopefully we're growing and stuff, but I feel like there's quite a significant change in how you behave, the way that you carry yourself, and actually, hopefully, which I still don't know deep down, how you feel about yourself. Yeah, so for the first time ever, um, I, I'm starting to feel more content with myself and actually starting to like myself and make myself, I'm actually realising that actually I'm not such a bad person as what I kind of, I think that I am. Um, and again, that was from watching the Michael Jackson documentary to help me understand why I feel like I'm a bad person. Mm. Um, and also the therapy with Hillary as well. The, I'm, I mean, I'm fortunate enough that I've, I'm able to pay for it myself because when, you, when, you, when you're not that fortunate you have to go through, say, NHS, the 12 sessions that you get from NHS is just not, it's not enough. No. It's, um, like with the therapy you've had, do you think that if you just had 12 sessions, you'd come as well as what you can't? Not even close. Like, I need to have it every single week. I needed to go through this, like, arc of facing all of those feelings and, and actually feeling kind of shit mm-hmm. to be able to then break through all of those individual bits and, and you know, and really try and understand, heal, all those sorts of things. There's yeah. no way. And they're a lot separate in NHS. You don't get them in succession. I feel like you get... You have to wait a little bit of time before you start. I mean, I had a couple of times, but then you, you sometimes have to wait three or six months before you Man. start. But then you only get twelve sessions. Yeah, and it's you're only just opening things up in those amount of sessions. And actually, I mean, what happened for me from when I had that MDR was it actually it was good to open it up, but it, it opened open. up and it left it so open it was just insane. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It took me four months. I started in November and I wasn't happy or, you know, the change didn't really happen until March where I really felt the effects, the positive effects of like having therapy. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I stopped, I stopped the therapy now. I stopped it in um, November, but I, I felt like I was at the point and what was good with Hayley as well, she, she kind of, she, she brought it up because I, I felt a couple of times that I'm just paying to have a chat with a mate. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't really benefiting from it, but it was just nice to have it there at the side anyway, just in case, but. I mean, even she brought up saying that, do you know what, like, I think that you're coming to an end, so you want to start slowing it down a bit every other couple of weeks or phase it out or do you want to just stop? Um, so, yeah, no, it's massively helped. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm happy in what I've ever been. That's incredible. Which is good. And like I say, I've kind of, I'm starting to slowly learn to love myself and like myself, which is good positive. Absolutely. And it's going to be continuous. I think that's the thing, if you can take it in steps and start to feel, because... We've known you for such a long time and believe 
how valuable you are as a person. I know for me in my life and stuff as well, you've been an absolute rock. And we're going to be friends forever, mm. for sure. And the same way that you lift me up, I want to, and we want to be able to do the same thing to you. Because things like this, being able to speak about how you feel, actually share your message is so important for everybody. So um, thank you. I want to I tell you that it. I love you, Jordan. Thank oh, you. I love you too, Jordan. Thank you very much for coming on. Jordan, that's an amazing story to tell. No worries. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah? yeah? He was so nervous. Do you know Chris came up to me last night? Chris talked shit when he was He was like, he's so nervous. And I'm like, like, shit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we not even discussed it with Chris. He just asked me the day before the, yesterday. He's like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm a bit nervous, but I'm all right. That's literally the only conversation. Yeah, no, he's like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no actual conversation. <laughs> oh, God, you made such a big deal of it with me last night. Uh, he does was... it for himself. He does it for himself, yeah. isn't he? He wants to make himself look good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's a really good, caring boyfriend. What a guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, so, just to be aware, so within the UK, we said as well, um, there's a hashtag called It's Not Okay, and you can sort of join a conversation within this country. It's not a worldwide one um, where you can sort of share your stories and actually share. It, um, share your experiences as well and the idea I hope I believe is that actually more people will do the same thing um, it's okay to talk about how you feel but also people will really benefit from that so um, yeah there's um, there's also a charity called the Survivors Trust um, yeah. I've never actually used them myself um, because I only found out about them afterwards but the they do a lot of great work you kind of follow them on Facebook um, but they are there for counselling and for reaching out that if you are in, in need of support or you need advice and recommendations on as well. Yeah, there's lo loads of support lines out there. So there's like uh, Victim of Sexual Assault, cfline.org.uk, um, hestia.org, uh, Survivors UK, which is male abuse, um, maybe, and then domestic abuse as well, um, and domesticabuse.org. So loads of support channels out there. So, yeah. yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to mention, Jordan, about this? Um. No, I'm good. <laughs> just if um if it's if you uh, if you are if it has happened to you or you've kind of know someone who's experienced it or so on, um just know that there are people out there who will support you, um and it's it doesn't help by just living in it with it and keeping it into yourself. Mm. Um, reach out and you will find that there's support there. Interesting, you said um the Michael. I've not seen the Michael Jackson documentary. But how that resonated with you? The R. Kelly ones on Netflix. The have you guys watched that? Yes. Oh, oh god, that's tough. I've not watched it. Oh, you need to. I boy. watched that a couple of years ago. That was. Yeah, you told me that, and I was like, Whoa. "Oh, is, is that R. Kelly one not new?" No, no, no. I thought this must have just been new on Netflix then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. I watched it on some illegal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah. yeah, you told me. Um, that one was crazy. Oh like, my god. The, but there's like one part in there. Right? So I remember being at school as well. I mean, I'm. 38 maybe now and what so stop it I was at school I know right? <laughs> fine way fine way the um I remember being at school and there was a, a video come out that was leaked online of R. Kelly pissing on a 13 year old girl yeah okay so that went to so so that video went to court it is obvious it was him uh so, so it went to the police and it's obvious it was him but nothing was done so he got questioned over it and he said I mean, it's not me. I mean, it could be my brother. I mean, but his brothers are in the documentary. They look nothing alike. No. It was obvious it was him, but because of the profile and because of the person he was, yeah. he was just overlooked. It's just madness. It's madness. So I'm just glad that these things are happening because it's showing and it's proven out there to people that actually, no matter who you are, yeah. you're going to get brought down. Yeah. And, and world's changing. 
100 percent. you know what's mad if you watch that documentary and i can't remember the name of the song now that i'm thinking about it but he made a song oh with the neo one yeah, well, Agent Nothing But Nunna. Yeah, <laughs> and and he's and then like if you see it, like, Agent Nothing saying, But Nunna. Yeah, <laughs> it's her song. But he produced it, and he, he also it. yeah, and he's just like, and he wrote a song where he's just basically saying what he's doing to people mm. in music that's selling, and everyone's just being overlooking wow. it. It's mad. No, but but hell. yeah, he's he's blatantly saying it, so it's crazy. Um, so there are things out there. Mm. That it's really, I've not watched Finding Neverland though. That's the only one I haven't watched. Well, it's only two episodes, isn't it? It is. Is there um. Is it Finding Neverland? Is that what it's called? Finding Neverland, yeah. I thought it was a film. No, it's a... Survive... Is it Survive? Finding Neverland. Well, Surviving the Neverland. It's maybe got it's Neverland in it, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Finding Neverland. <laughs> I thought Finding Neverland was a key. When's it a film? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Depp. Oh, no, not Finding Neverland. Finding Neverland's Peter Pan, though. Yeah, so the Kate Winslet film is the... It focuses on the guy who wrote Peter Pan. I have no idea what it's called. It's it's called. Yeah. <laughs> the only good film is Bombshell. I'm going to watch Bombshell at the cinema of the week. Did I tell you this? Is this related in any way, shape or form? Bombshell it covers um, Roger Roger Isles, who was... Uh, he used to be head up Fox News and he used to bring in and sexually assault women. Oh, who, like, you know, Megan you know, Kelly. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. All that big thing. So it was part of Me Too movement. That's a fucking brilliant film. Who's in it? Um, Nicole Kimmins in it. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, Charlize Theron. Yeah. Um, what do you call that guy? He plays... I can't remember his name, but he he's in it. It's a good film. Excellent. Well, from that, should we go on some Agony Ashes? Ooh. Yeah. So as we know, each week we try and get people to tell us, um, ask us for our wonderful advice, because mm. we are great at giving unwarranted advice. And we thought Jordan could help us today as well. Yeah. I need to find this one. My advice is great. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. I was saying, like, I've been having some troubles um, recently, especially this month. January has not been the kindest to me. And you've been very, very good, actually. I will say that. Um, about how I should sort of deal with, like, my situations. But then sometimes you come up with some bangers. I'm like, I don't think you've got the point. <laughs> Fully. <laughs> it's, do you know what? It's one of those things when you're messaging, when you're messaging on, on WhatsApp as well, rather than having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to gauge kind of, like, what you're both... Do you want a pragmatic approach? Do you want an emotional listening or something? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Or, or, and also you can take things the wrong way when you're reading them, rather mm. than you can't gauge the reaction. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, when you, <laughs> I um, I always remember arguing with my ex that and I don't want your opinion. I just want you to agree with my opinion back to me, please. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you want. Like, you yeah. don't want somebody to say, actually, you're wrong. Actually, you want somebody to just be like, yeah, you're right. Go yeah. for it. Can you believe what Brenda did? Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> what a bitch. No. <laughs> Literally, just had, like, pointless yeah. agreeing and... <laughs> Right, okay, this one's called, uh, this is from a uh, user called Adam Gregg. Uh, it's called Dog Dilemma. Are you going to read this one? I'll read it out. Okay, yeah. Good. Well, I've I, I read it already. So basically, Matt doesn't know what they are until, you don't like to know, do you? No, I don't like to know until the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I also know how you are reading. Oh, I'm terrible. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Well, I, I didn't realise what you are getting at. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> right, I'll let you read them. Okay. Oh, fucking hell. No, you can't, okay. So, I've got a Dog Dilemma. Hey guys, love the show. Been playing catch up while you are on holiday. Anyways, I have a question. My boyfriend has a dog with his ex. We've been together for one year. They were together for five years and the two treat the dog as a child. Shared custody sort of thing. Now, I like dogs, but it's just crazy that they go to the vets together, the dog park, etc. He even still has a key to the house so he can check on the dog when my boyfriend is away. I feel this is too much. What do you guys think? This is a great one. 
Okay. Um, do you want to start, Jordan? Do you have an idea? Do you like dogs? I do. I do like dogs. Um, I, I don't think you can do anything about that. It's your, like, their, their priority, in the, like, like he said, like, they treat their dog is like it's their child. So you are, you got, you're going you're gonna to try and fight against the dog and try and just to try and get rid of the ex. But they've, they've got a relationship. They've obviously, obviously got a good relationship. Mm. Um, I think give it a little bit more time and you'll have a bit more trust. I disagree. <laughs> yes! <laughs> like, because, you, because, yeah, because that, that relationship was already there and you can't just wipe that relationship out or the past out. Like, no, but I think in my head, what I mean, I... <laughs> Great start. Um, first of all, if they shouldn't have a key to the house. I don't think that's right. I think if the boyfriend's away, let them take the dog back to theirs. If the house, say the house that he lives in with the dog, yeah. they used to live in together, would that be different? For him to still have a key. That's weird, I think. I don't think it's weird. Like, um, like we was having a discussion um, with Matt's ex the other day. Um, oh, which they one? Were, and they were talking about... <laughs> yeah, Ashley only has one. <laughs> I have two. I have two exes. <laughs> um, Three. Two. And they were talking about she moving in together again, but having living in separate rooms. Who? You in... No. no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I. <laughs> and it's kind of. It's I just realised. Me and Adam. I, I realised which ex. Because he listens. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's that one of my biggest listeners. He is. He loves it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Michael. Oh, oh, do, oh, do you know what? I've actually got um, really random. Someone. I was. Uh, we got a new colleague. Well, it's not new actually. He worked. He's based in Ireland. He came over for um, top performers do, which I was. I was also at the um, and. He was, um, and we linked up on Instagram, but the only mutual friend was Michael Duffel. But then they got in contact last time I was here and they were supposed to meet up and go for a date. Oh, <laughs> he fit? He really was. Well, he is even. Well, Michael's looking good. He is looking better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the point. <laughs> what's, your, what's your opinion, dog, on the dogs? Well, you didn't really finish yours, did you? Why? You oh. think, so, because you said it is weird, but what can you do about it is, is, is then something. What can or should he do about it? Uh, I think you need to say to your, I, I, I think you need to say to your partner to say, hey, I, I find it a bit weird that your ex has a key to your house. Uh, I don't know. I, I like dogs, but I like them to an extent. I don't buy into this treat your dog like a kid. That's bullshit because the minute them no, went away no. and you went on your Instagram looking after that dog, you were like, oh, my <laughs> baby. I them. That's actually no. bullshit. No. And we literally joked about that the day before. Oh, we did, yeah. No, but I don't, I don't, I don't treat, like they, dogs are good for snuggles like, and I enjoy taking them for walks, but I'm not going to, it's it's not a kid. People are mad crazy about their dogs. People though. are, especially gays. Gays go crazy for the dogs. So I obviously agree with Jordan and not you. Of course. Because that is, people <laughs> care for their dogs. Wipe, yeah, you can't just wipe someone's history. Five years they were together for. Yeah, you can't wipe someone's history. I would be put out by the key, but I wouldn't do anything about it. There's nothing you can do. Mm, and I'm not saying... They take their dog for walks together and they go to the vet together. That's, yeah, but they're, they're probably just friends still. Because that must stem from jealousy. He's not said it. Yeah, but the reason why you'd say it is because you're jealous yeah. or worried that something's going to happen between them, which then you have to deal with your own jealousy in that situation. Surely. I, I think, again, maybe I don't understand the mentality, but just, I don't know what understand why it takes two people to take a dog to the vet. 
but the thing is, my thing is, he can't do anything about this though. Even if he is worried, there's nothing he can do yeah. except say how he feels to his current boyfriend without any expectation that things will change. That's what I would say. I'm not. I'm not. I'm also not saying like you need to give your boyfriend ultimatum. Like obviously not. You're not allowed to go to the vet together. <laughs> yeah. Well, this um, is the thing. It's not going to be resolved. So, I mean, I, I I'm a big believer in being open and being honest. And if you're unhappy about something, then you should talk, talk it through. Yeah. But nothing would actually happen from that. Maybe the boyfriend doesn't know. Maybe it is a case of like, well, actually, why doesn't the dog just go around to the exes when I'm away? But he's away. Because I want to know if he looks after the dog while he's away. Or is he in a flat? He should knock on the door. No, he should have a key. He needs to look after his dog. Anyway. I think, yeah, it depends on the living living side of things for the boyfriend that doesn't live there. So the ex-boyfriend. Because mm. if he's in like a one-bedroom flat and he has no garden, like dogs can't go and stay with him. That's true. Never but he might be living in a house and actually he's got gardens running around him. It is awkward that he comes in. I will say that he should tell his boyfriend how he feels. Just to, it's important to be open, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And say it. He may do something about it. He may not. He mm. might just say, do you know what? Maybe I'll be a little bit more considerate in future if he wanted to. Mm. This is the boyfriend. But to be honest, the only thing he can do is say how he feels. But I don't think he should expect any changes in the behaviour. Communication is key. Pearls of wisdom. Yeah, it's not cliches. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Ashley's wrong. I'm not wrong. One oh. nail, should we say? <laughs> Stop if it. If we score. Stop it. Um, and we had this other one come through just from the Instagram story. People who smoke beside you on the beach. What's your opinion on that? I don't like people that do it. Yeah. But that literally went on that story. And they said people who smoke beside you on the beach I mean I don't I don't like smokers anyway I don't like people puffing smoking but you, you can't really well one of our listeners had said like oh he went on a date with Sky and he really liked him but he smokes so he can't see him well some people despise it I can't stand it my brother literally lives in Brighton and I obviously live in London and if I'm ever smoking while I'm talking to him on the phone he hangs up the phone with me. <laughs> on the phone he hates smoking <laughs> that bad I, used to, my, my, I could tell my mum smoked on the phone and it drove me insane. Why? I, I just, because I, I, it was, I just, I could hear her and I can see her do it. Like, it was an automatic, uh, I'm on the phone so I'll just spark up. I'm like, you actually have to smoke, mum. You could just, I mean, I actually just, it's my, probably my biggest turn off. I'm sorry, Jordan. No, it's fine. I don't always smoke. <laughs> would you, you, you would not see someone if they were smoking? No. If I find out somebody, if somebody was, depends on banging hot. Um, but if somebody smoked I'd be like no I'm sorry if someone was smoking to me next to me on the beach there's nothing you could say or do no I'd say it's only marginally frustrating because for some reason when I'm on the beach I feel like I really want to smoke even though I don't that's after you see me in Bali everyone they're just in Bali we're sitting in the sunset and then they're just smoking I'm like all this moment needs is a cigarette because it's so chilled so (laughs) relaxed no well a joint that's what it needed particularly in it Cigar smoking is sexy though. Cigar smoking is disgusting. disgusting. No, oh, it's God. Disgusting. Oh, no, I love the smell no. of cigar smoke. No, you're wrong, bro. It's like Donald Trump sitting over cigar. It's disgusting. It's, it's so vile. Oh no, it's not at all. Oh, sexy. But I do feel that you can tell someone in the public. Absolutely, yeah. If no. you're sitting, if you're sitting in the com- like well, you, uh, confined you, you, space, you've never smoked, have you? I smoked, but not you're regularly. not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, would you mind if somebody came up and said, oh, "Do you mind not smoking?" 
No, I'd, no, I'd be fine with it. You've because, always been quite conscientious, though. To be fair, yeah, I yeah. am. Like, if I wouldn't, um, if I was, if I'm in the beach or whatever area, and there's quite a few people around, yeah, I'll take myself away always to do. a quiet, yeah. quiet place because yeah. I, don't, I don't, I can, I don't want people don't need my smoke being blown over them. And also, it's it's so unhealthy. Like, why does someone want to? And it's like you think someone like inhales smoke and then blows it out of their mouth after it's been inside of them. Like, why why would you want that over you? Yeah, like, yeah. that's and it's and it's. It's harmful. Like, I hate it in the street. street. You know when you're walking behind someone and they just, <laughs> like, and you're just like, oh, she's in the vape so. And Everyone vape, and it's like, whoa, it's like walking for a cloud. The other day I was walking, <laughs> the other day I was walking from work to the station and this guy was stood outside the station and he just like, as soon as I walked around the corner, he blew, like it was fucking, it was like fog. <laughs> I was yeah. like, and I was like, and he's like, sorry. I was like, <laughs> that's one thing I hate. I used to go to Tower Bridge, like um, tube station. And basically, like smokers will stop immediately outside the entrance oh just to finish their cigarettes before they go in, right? Yeah. But there's like five of them because it's the morning, and you basically walk in through what's like stars in their eyes, and you have to run through this like <laughs> battle of all this smoke because these people are there on the sides. And I want to be like, all of you are terrible, you know, because I have to walk through. There's no way of getting away from it. It's the only entrance. Mm. They're on both sides, and you have to gauntlet of smoke. What are you supposed to do? Do you know the mm. worst is when you're in Spain or somewhere where they still allow smoking in restaurants? Oh, oh. That's oh my god! Do you guys remember when you people used to be smoking bars? I mean, yeah. you're probably too young, that. No, it's when I started going out. But yes, okay. yes, I do. You come home and your clothes stunk. Your hair had like yeah. this like film or something. But when they first stopped it, though, the smell it stunk. <laughs> of sick, oh, sick, and yeah, and like bleach. bo and just <laughs> warm. I remember it mostly in like walkabout. I went to a walkabout in Shaftesbury Avenue, which is so good. Oh, the one on the corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And um, it's such a good night out. But I remember that first one, and I just felt my body was sweaty. Everything was disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you definitely can't tell someone because that person needs to be told. It's just very self I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could go. I don't think I could go. Because I think you're... You, you are quite conscientious anyway when you, when you smoke. I always remember, like, even if you're smoking while watching rugby, you always sort of turn away or, you know, do small things. You walk away. You tend yeah. to walk away. Um, but you don't know who, how crazy that person, that person back. I have the right to smoke. I can do whatever I they want. They are in an open space. You know? yeah. What I think they should do is ban smoking. Publicly, they do in America. Then there's there's states in America you can't smoke outside. I don't know. I think that was system. Yeah. Oh, was it? I think so. Yeah. Damn it, man. No, you can't ban it. I guess, but you can. It is horrible. It's disgusting. I wouldn't go up to someone though and ask them. As frustrated as I get. What would your agony situation? I'm not. Nah, I'm not doing that. Jordan, what do you think <laughs> of um? What do you think of people? You on Instagram? You know, you have close friends on the stories so you can upload stories to everyone mm. or upload stories to a segment of people of close friends right okay so people can add whoever they want as the close friends like I'm apparently loads of people's close friends I've never met but what happens is they, people are using these close friends groups to post really thirsty pictures so you're there like, going to like my sister's story and then you know whoever else some hot cross for them following and all of a sudden, it's some guy lying in the thong, and I'm like, "Well, no." And it's not somebody you know, it's not somebody you find attractive, and you didn't ask to be seen those erotic pictures. Uh, there's nothing really you can do about it, is there? Well, I find because you recently had this problem, Matt, didn't you? No. <laughs> such. Uh, anyway, the thing oh, you can't oh, do is two pods. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just, you know, I was like, "What do I do?" Because I didn't know you can mute stories. But yeah, if you're not close as friends with someone, it's someone that you don't really know and stuff. And then they basically, most people do it so that it can, yeah, post pictures of them basically naked. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I was just a bit like, can you message someone and be like, please take me off your close friends list? 
because I don't mind the rest of your Instagram. I just don't want to yeah. see that. But I didn't do anything. And then he showed me how to mute it. So I was like, okay, okay. it's not a problem. But I thought it was a little bit rude to like add someone to your close friends. I think it's really rude. Just so that they can like put their naked body there without asking. I don't know if you should ask, but like... Well, so they purposely did that, <clears throat> purposely added them to do that. They would have gone out of their way to add people to their close friends list, one of which was Ashley. <laughs> and um, yeah. So oh, that's, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, because no, like, no, I get it now, I get it, sorry. So I don't yeah. really use Instagram that much. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but like, if it's people you know, like the rugby club, for example, if it's people I know, and I'm like, okay, fair enough, like, yeah. uh, at least I've seen you before in person. Yeah. You know, maybe we don't see each other. Oh, like this, that. You probably yeah, still yeah. don't want to see them in thongs and erotic. It depends on But it makes sense. True. Yeah, it does depend. True, yeah. But I don't mind. Well, yeah, because one of our friends does it, but he only does it about political posts and his close friends. I'm like, well, this is not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> why, why aren't you toppers? Yeah. I don't know. He's the, he's no, 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 no. Anyway, yeah. that anyway, wasn't my problem. No, I thought it was. No, 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 it wasn't. I must have misunderstood. Yeah. But you can just mute it. I have done. Yeah. <laughs> that's all done. Cool. Well, that's, uh, did you have anything else? No. No? Jordan, do you have anything else to say? No. Thank mm. you so much. But, oh, well, from, I was going to say thank you for having me on. <laughs> no, no, thank <laughs> so you for coming on. No, thank you. What a great... Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I feel like it was quite good. No, no, I did actually. The um, and I've been dying to get on here for a while because um, sometimes I just listen to you chatting. And I was just like, I just want to get involved, and I'm like, no, you're both talking shit. I have a different. Wow, opinion, I, have a different I don't opinion, remember I any episode. To you both, and I'm just like, you, I just want to get involved in your conversation. <laughs> it really frustrates me. I'm like, ah, because I want to start arguing with you both. But yeah. well, we said we might try and get like a little live one going where we can do it because you know, it was like a radio or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, before. I mean, you'll have to listen to find out, but um, we said before we recorded, before you came in, that maybe we'll look at doing some live shows, so maybe if you want to come back and argue for us face-to-face again. Yeah, that'd be good. Someday. Oh, do you remember the one, actually? One oh, here we go. Was, um... I think we're on out of time now, Jordan, to be honest. <laughs> With uh, Tyson Fury. When, you, oh, when yeah. you were saying about him being um, a bad reputation, uh, sorry, a bad person to have up uh, representing um, men's mental health. Yeah, and I was um, I was in complete disagreement with it, and I was literally yelling at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> at me, in my opinion. Um, oh, I think that's like, you're both kind of agreeing quite a bit. So it's um, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just saying just at you. He goes out his way to like send me voice notes and like put messages and stuff, being like, "You're wrong, you're wrong, bitch." <laughs> right. And I'm like, "This, you know, sometimes it's weeks ago as well." Isn't yeah. it? So I'm like, "I don't even know what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about." People so do it, don't they? Really, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> like Mickey does it all the time. Mickey be like, "Oh, something you're wrong and they're this," and I'm like, "What? What are you talking about?" And he's like, "You said this in your podcast." I'm like, "Yeah, but six weeks ago, man, I can't remember it all." Times have changed. <laughs> yeah, I've grown. Yeah. Um. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening. That's our first episode done of the new season. Yay. Um, so yeah, uh, make sure you share. Go onto the website, download the little thing, share the stuff. Um, check out our Patreon, donate if you want to. And have a great Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yes. Have a lovely week, Jordan and Ashley. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, see you. Thanks. All right, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.